Blog Talk Radio. Here at ACO Radio, American Communications Online, or any affiliated stations or websites are not responsible for what guests, hosts, or call-ins may say. All programming is intended for informational and entertainment purposes only.
Can you hear me? I don't hear anything on your end. Hello, TJ, if you can hear me, uh, there's no there's no sound on your end. TJ, the only thing I could say is if you can uh, try calling me, maybe, I don't know, but there's no sound coming out from your end. Hello, TJ. I don't think you can hear me because, uh, I mean, you might be able to hear me, but I don't hear anything on your end. It's dead, dead air. Uh, the only thing I can suggest is sign out and sign back in. It might help. Uh, I don't know if anybody else can hear you.
here at ACO Radio, American Communications Online, or any affiliated stations or websites are not responsible for what guests, hosts, or call-ins may say. All programming is intended for informational and entertainment purposes only. That again, hello, ground troops spinning around smartly on the planet with American Communications Online. This is TJ Marsh or Teresa J. Marsh, your host for TJ Marsh ET Radio. And my guest today is Thomas A. Sinisi, also known as Tommy Hawksblood, author, but he is also in our Ace Folk Life and ACO Club now. We've started and had since 2012, but we are no longer just doing free social media uh, to get people's names out there in all the Google and networks and Pinterest and Facebook and all of that, all free social media. We've actually gone into sharing our archiving for our uh, Ace Folk Life Research Gate with Dr. Bruce Cornett and others that would like to archive, like Jan Aldrich. And we are saving the archives on our blog talk radio because they've been very good. We have a history with them since 2012. And Tommy and I save archives now, and hopefully someday we'll get them translated to books. But Tommy and I in 2020 have decided to share each of our YouTube channels with the content that we provide or friends of ours. And we're going to do the best we can to present as good a quality as we can. And we're showing up as old guys, <laughs> men in black. And Tommy uh, worked for the telephone company, as I told you earlier, but I don't know if the first 15 or 20 minutes got recorded. So I'm going to bring Tommy on now. And I had another gentleman that was going to come on in the Air Force, and he's not answering either. And I know he said he may come on tomorrow too. So for sure we'll try to get uh, people on. But we're going to talk about our history so Tommy can uh, introduce himself as an ACO club member in 2020, and we're actually helping each other and paying membership in for our group. So hopefully he and I can have an annual meeting. And he started with me and Janet in 2012 with Stargate to the Cosmos, but he and I financially couldn't make it in or whenever she had it in 2018. So we're starting all over again in 2020. So let me introduce you to Thomas A. Sinisi on our Weird Wednesday Days. And he's also a friend of mine as a universal life minister. And uh, we're both helping each other in the spiritual community that we've started back in the 80s and uh, talk about our history together. So let me get him on here. Tommy, hi, I apologize to you. I don't know why we couldn't get together. I don't know if the first 20 minutes are saved, archived, live, but you and I have been working with Blog Talk since 2012, and we've had glitches in the network. So, Tommy, now uh, I know you're a professional at this. You've been doing this with me for eight years. Go ahead and introduce yourself like nobody has any clue who we are with Ace Folk Life Research Gate, please. Go ahead. You're going to have to take yourself off and mute. Hello, everybody. Unmuted. Okay. okay, thank you. You're unmuted. Thank you. All right. Greetings, everyone. Tommy Hawksblood here calling from the Big Island of Hawaii. I've been here for about 20 years now, but I grew up 
most of my life was in Jersey, a few years uh, on and off the West Coast, middle of the United States and different places. But I, I got to be involved with so many different things, involved with everything from spiritualism to UFOs to aliens to government cover-ups and the serious problems with what's going on with the world today. So I do spend about 10 hours a day on a computer now. I have been working on that for maybe 25 years, working on books. I put four books out already. I'm working on my fifth book right now. Uh, my titles, most of them were spiritual. I did put a manual out, a PDF file. If anybody wants it, please text me. I'll send them a copy of it. It's a PDF file. It's about 200 pages. But if you want to see a UFO, it explains how to do it. Uh, it's how to see a UFO field manual. So if you're interested in really seeing a UFO and you never did, please ask me for the book and I'll send it to you and just go along with the book. And I promise you, you will see a UFO within a short period of time. And you're lucky right now, everything's happening. I'm in Hawaii. There is so much UFO stuff going on here. It's incredible. The only thing, I do most of my filming at nighttime. And mostly at a month at a time, it's cloudy all night long. But over the past week, we've been having a couple clear skies here and there. So I got a couple of videos I just shot. One proves that what I'm shooting is not a satellite. Uh, the really, really cool things that the people around my neighborhood, my next door neighbors have been seeing with me are incredible. So, And I don't see any possibility of our technology coming close to what we're watching. So uh, I've been involved with this UFO thing greatly since I've been here for the past 10 years because it's, I saw two ships get blown out of the sky a couple of years ago on, on the other island, Maui. I'm on the big island. So my, my, my life started when I was young. If you don't know who I am, I don't know much about me. I guess everything started changing every part of my reality when I was six years old. Uh, shortly at six, I was in the hospital with my brother having our tonsils taken out and the ship was coming to abduct my brother. I stopped it. Uh, for four years, I was working with a deity coming to me and taking me to places and teaching me. Uh, during that time frame, I was in, had a company over my house, a friend, and it ship landed next door to my house, and the alien came in our house. Uh, at, that was at 12, and then from then on, I started seeing ships all the time. I got At, at 14, I, became a, I got involved with witchcraft. I became a high priest. Uh, I had a covenant for maybe four years. Uh, I learned my psychic abilities and all about them and things like that. So I went into hypnosis. I started doing past life regression by the time I was about 25. And that was before anybody else was doing it. Uh, so I've been involved with all that. And if anybody has questions about that, please ask me. I've been in the UFO world and spiritual journey from then, from then on. And uh, the UFO world has been a part of my life. Not that I want it to be. But it seems like wherever I go, the ship's above me and things like that. So it's not like I can get out of it. Uh, and everybody's desire to be within it now, uh, being taken on a ship or the aliens coming here to help them. It's really important to stay on top of the information, what's out there, what, what's being told to people, and what's really happening. For me alone, personally, I only deal with the ultimate highest truth that I can perceive, find, or have. So if I tell you I saw something, I can go put my life on the line and say, I swear my life on that one, or God. Uh, and God is the only thing I do put everything to, back to, uh, for me. Whether you believe in God or not, that's your choice as well. 
I I, I want to do something with TJ soon as far as a workshop. I really have it all set up already. Uh, and still teaching things that they don't teach on this planet. All right. Things they do not teach in school or, or churches or anywhere on this planet. Uh, now, I'm not saying it's alien technology. I will tell you this. It was taught by Jesus. So what am I teaching you? Well, when I start the discourse and, and, the, and the workshop, you'll find out. But it's Buddha came part, part, part way close to it. Some of these other spiritualists came a little bit close to it, but they never went all the way, meaning death and beyond and what happens in those other dimensions, realms, and what you face, what you do, how you come back, and all those aspects. But people do not talk about it because they didn't have any direct experience in it. One time of a death experience is not enough to say you know everything about the inner world because they probably know nothing other than they saw an angel or saw a person and they came back. But when you leave your body, you're no longer this body. You're not drained and forced with these feelings, emotions, the six senses of the body. I mean, now they're trying to say there's like eight senses of the body. But uh, the way we perceive and feel and things, all those things completely change the second you do astral projection, out-of-body experience, soul travel, any word you want to use. It's different because the mind is a computer, and Buddha didn't teach that. Buddha taught mind was consciousness, and we're all consciousness. You can believe his teachings. You can believe what I tell you. It's up to you to, to work with those things, to bring them into your life, to make it reality for yourself. Everything I say is only for you to check for yourself. I don't want. I don't. I wouldn't expect you to believe anything anybody else says until you can prove it to yourself in some way. Some things you might not able, or you're not ready to. Uh, leaving the body, most people are not ready. I can give them a technique that will definitely help them if they're really ready to do it. Fear will stop you from doing a lot of things on this planet. I'm not talking about like going out and getting a job and you're afraid that you won't get hired or things like that. I'm talking about fear of death, fear of God, fear of spirit. Uh, and fear of not coming back into the body. Those things really hurt a person uh, on a spiritual level. I mean, the work level, going to school, you don't learn anything in any school on this planet about God and spirit, which truthfully is the most important thing because that's what you become when you leave this physical body. And you're not going to be here that long. So for me personally, I'm 67. I served my time. I'm ready to leave any time. I did what I had to. I found out the reason why I came back in this lifetime. Now, remember, you reincarnate over and over, and there's reasons. The first main reason that we reincarnate is because we created karma. Now, karma is created or was described by Buddha. So it is what you do and how it comes back to you. Uh, You can pray and jump up and down and say, Hail Mary, whatever you want. But that doesn't get rid of karma. If you go to the to the store and, and find a book that says how to get rid of karma, it's not going to get rid of your karma. You have to get rid of it, and you have to work it off. And it's not like you can go to the bank and get money out and pay it off, where people believe that. I mean, there's spiritual people, there's psychics out there, they all help people. But the only thing they can help you do is understand who you are. We have the ability to do anything and everything. And and a lot of times we don't believe that, and most people don't. So you do go to somebody that can help you heal yourself because you can. If you're in a karma-free, you can heal anything going on in your life. If you have karma, you might have to, you might be able to heal something temporarily, years, months. 
But when you die, every bit of karma is facing you always, and you need to pay that off before you get to leave this realm. And when I say this realm, which we'll get into many times in, over the next couple months, uh, about the physical plane, the astral plane, and then the planes beyond that. Also, that leaves this realm, meaning the planet, go to the astral plane, unless they get stuck with aliens. I'm not going to go into that right now. But when we leave this planet, we go to the astral plane, that's where your karma pays and, and where you pay it back or not, and then you determine if you have to come back here or not. And, and all I can say, I was on that plane for a while, watched the things that happened. Most souls will reincarnate. If you stay on the astral plane, it will be for a period of time, meaning anywhere from five to ten years, usually. If your karma is pretty well balanced, you can stay on the astral plane. But it doesn't mean you attain God awareness and all those other important things that soul has to learn before it can get into the higher realms. So uh, we have a lot to get into. Uh, the spiritual side versus alien side. The alien, I would say, is the physical side of reality because they will be controlling our future. And we have to be aware of that. What, the, what our future is and what, it, what it's going to entail. Well, we're allowing everything to change it to something we don't want. And that's making our world robots. I mean, we went from slaves to robots. Does that sound any better? Uh, and expecting aliens or anything else to come here to save us. If we're sending missiles up, blowing the inside of the earth up, and we expect somebody to come here and say, what are they going to say? I mean, when Jesus came and said, hey, this is what you need to do, they killed him. So if an alien come here and say, well, you can't blow up inside the earth, you'd think scientists don't know that? All the things we create are within our creation, the, the ships and the weapons, but that's all we do create. We have not created one important spiritual thing in a thousand years. Isn't that a little bit scary? Uh, every device, every tool we make just makes life easier for people, meaning they don't have to do this and they can sit and watch it. So, yes, people like the idea of robots doing everything. But are you going to be rich enough to have 10 robots to do everything you need done, create and, and, and get everything you need? I mean, a place like Walmart that has, I don't know, the average store has had many people, maybe 100 people working in there. And they're going to be half of them or three quarters of them are going to be laid off by the end of this coming year. Because they're robotizing the store, meaning robots are loaning the shelves already. If you go into the average Walmart store, you'll see a girl with a computer standing on her hand, all the computers at the checkout, where a person doesn't have to be. So people will be eliminated. So when Trump says we have more jobs than ever, what jobs are we talking about? Making robots? How many people want to go into that for a life job? So we're creating a scenario, which is not very good. We're accepting the reality that's being forced on us that we believe to be true. Now, again, search yourself. This is all about you learning about soul, what you're here for, what you're really here for, what mind tells you and what soul tells you. And they're all different. When you find out what you're here for really, you realize you're not really important to stay here. I mean, people might not like that statement. Oh, no, I got a family. Well, we create all the reasons why we want to stay here, having a beautiful house, beautiful car, swimming pool, a yacht. Oh, that all sounds great. 
But when you die, you can't take any of that with you, and you don't. So all the schooling, all the teaching, all the things you're going through only help you survive this physical reality. Now, take that same reality and go to Mars, go to Jupiter, go to Venus, go to some other galaxy. Do you really think it can help you? Now, if you're on Mars, what do you think you're going to be eating on a daily basis? What kind of shower do you think you're going to be taking daily? Can you go skiing, swimming? What do you think you're going to be doing there? Uh, what kind of clothes are you going to buy? You're going to be able to go out and buy the kind of shoes you want, clothes you want, uh, toothpaste you want, toothbrushes you want. All these little things that it took us a couple hundred years to put all together to create, to make life livable. But now we're making life unlivable by creating weapons. And aliens are working with our government, meaning the U.S. government. I know they work with Russia, but Russia never had the UFOs that we have. And I'm, I could tell you that from fact. I filmed every kind of ship that exists out there with a person named Sergio 18. And there are no ships that we have on this planet yet. I mean, the triangle ship, which was called the Phoenix, Phoenix Lights and all that, when it was a triangle ship over them, uh, all I can say, aliens had a ship like that, but our government has those ships now. I saw one. I was about 100 feet away from it in Hawaii as it flew over my head. So are they UFOs? No, they're not. And I'll tell you something about UFOs. I mean, I'm putting a lot of stuff together. I don't know how far TJ wants me to go, but when I talk about UFOs, what do you see in the sky? A lot of ships moving around. Are they coming to say hi to you? A lot of times, most of the times, they are not. But they do stop, and they do take people, and they deal with those people in a totally different way than we want them to. They're not asking them, what do you, what, what's your main goal in life? What do you want? In, and they don't ask those kind of questions. They stick you in a room, take your blood, take your DNA, if you want to call it, I call it blood, uh, your semen, your ovaries. What else do you think they need from you? They'll tap into your crystal, which is inside your brain, and, and perceive and take all your knowledge. And they can do that. The U.S. government is learning how to do that now. Uh, that started with the Montauk Project. Uh, that's a long story, but I was actually with one of the people that discovered the crystal inside the brain as a scientific discovery. But now, if you don't believe me, go to Buddhism. My partner is a Buddhist. Uh, the, the Lamas take this, I don't know what you want to call it, shelf with a bunch of things inside it around the world. And it's crystals, rubies, and diamonds. And they all have been taken when they burn a llama. There's a crystal or a diamond, whichever. They're both really similar or the same. Inside the human brain, in the center of the brain, it's a tiny little crystal. That crystal is the same thing that produces the adrenaline in the body, which makes a body superhuman. See, you know, science doesn't talk about that much because they never figured out where or how to make it. If people could simulate that within their bodies, they could move cars, they could do a lot of things on a daily basis. And we would be superhuman. We'd all be considered ourselves God if that was even capable, if we were aware how to use it. But it is in our body. And in the Atlantis, they did use it. All I can tell you, we lost our abilities. Psychic abilities, we have such a little bit of them. When in, in Atlantis, we all had them. We all used them. 
and we didn't use them in any bad way. You couldn't. You couldn't lie. You couldn't cheat. You couldn't steal. You were in a place where you had to be who you are and real. Because when a person looked at you, they can see and feel everything you're thinking and going through. So it wasn't like you could lie to them or cheat them or anything like that. But we also didn't kill in that time frame. We didn't eat meat. We changed a great lot, a, a real lot, when, when aliens came down and intervened and destroyed Atlantis, most of it. Uh, so where do we want to go from here? Well, it's up to you. How far do you want to go? How much do you want to learn? How, how much do you want to become in the future? What is your goal? Realize, whatever goal you have right now, I can tell you it's not the goal so once. And the soul meaning who you really are. Staying here is not what soul wants. That's why soul doesn't stay here. You can reincarnate it 10,000 times and people do because they're unaware that there's a better place to go to. If you live in a box and tell you it's heaven and you believe you're in heaven, you'll never leave that box. It's when you get the courage to push the top of the box open and jump out. I mean, there was a... Uh, uh, Twilight Zone, I think, about that. They had these guys in, in a battle, and they thought that's how they had to live. And they all made this giant wall to climb up, and one jumped out. And he realized that they were just dummies in a little battle in, in the middle of a, a whole world. So we can be what we want to be, or we could be what people want us to be. When you decide you need to be what you want, what you really want to be, is the most important step you can take because then you can start looking for things that are going to help you grow as a person. Religion and spiritualism are useful, but not much. Because most of it is filled with so much stuff pertaining to this reality. Jesus came to show that there was other realities. Not that this was... He didn't say stay here forever. And when he, were, when he used words like give your life up and you'll have eternal... Give your life up to God, you'll have eternal life. People never understood what that meant. Hold on to your life and you'll, you'll, and you'll die. So what's holding on to your life mean? Stay in here. And dying, in a way, I know people don't like this word either, hell. We are in hell. You don't go to, like, Dante's Inferno, the seven levels and nine levels of hell. I mean, think about it. Now, this is a rational statement. When you go out, and you do things, okay, you enjoy yourself, sometimes you don't. But when you go inside yourself and think, who, what am I? What are you doing? What's the reason for what you're doing? All right, you can say, well, to make a family, have a car, and all that. But then you're getting close to dying. Then the fear starts coming in. Uh-oh, it's all over. Now what? I got to have faith. You got to believe in something that you don't know. So what I what I tell people, there's a few things you need to do. Not like you have to do it every day. You only need to do it one time. Understand yourself as soul outside of the physical body and not in a dream state. All right. At that point, you'll totally understand who and what you are. Then whatever people say and do and everything else, it doesn't matter. Not that you're ever going to agree with them. 
because aliens are going to be telling us a, a lot of false stories, which they already did. Religion has multiple stories spilled in, taking away most of the truth. I mean, the Emerald Tablets, uh, well, I can say that they were real at that time. But now, deities don't play with us. We don't have deities walking around on the planet. I mean, in those time frames, how real that was, all I can say, deities are real. They're really aspects of a, I call them little gods. Now, if you have a school system and you're the president, meaning God, you create teachers in, in different levels, first, second, third grade. So these deities play those levels of God, guards, like protectors. I call them God because they're gods of that realm. So when Shiva played God here, he was the god of this realm at that time frame. But when we talk about Moses is God, Jesus is God, when you talk about Satnam, Jehovah, they're little gods on the astral and mental plane. And they stop all souls that are not ready to move into the higher realms because if you are real, real to yourself, if you don't know the truth and you are evil, you help a place grow. You'll destroy it. And that's why we live in hell because we have more people destroying it and nobody really helping it. We can't save the dolphins. We can't save the whales. Who and what are we really saving? People? The numbers, and, I, and I've, I've spent the past nine months playing with numbers. 150,000 people die daily. 100,000 die in the hospital. All right? 300,000 are born daily. So no matter how bad it sounds and, and seems, the population still increasing. Oh, it's 7.4 billion. And all I can say from everything that I was shown and, and told and, and things, that if we reach 10 billion, the world will change dramatically. It's just like every 10 years we change, and every 25 years we take a giant leap. So in the cycle, when you go from 100 years ago, 1900, to 1950 to 2000, look at the jump we took in those 50 years from 2000 uh, from, from 50, for, for the past 50 years now. So what we'll create in the next 10 years is going to be dramatic. Because the other thing, when you increase to this higher level, you're going to jump that many times higher from that higher level that we're at. So now, all you hear is we're going to turn into fifth and sixth dimensional beings. Well, when you let go of your body, you're not, you're not even worried about being fifth or sixth dimension. If you stay in this reality, which if you never saw The Matrix, the movie, you need to watch it. But you need to watch it two or three times in a week. And then really think about what they're trying to describe and, and say within that show. Because this is truly The Matrix. I mean, science is all about protons, neutrons, electrons. And I always knew this uh, when I was little. It's the same with magnetic energy. All right. Uh, there's three parts of it. Gravitational energy is the second part of it. 
Now, there's the two pulling parts, but are equally the same. They're given different words. They're supposed to mean different things, but it's like the proton, neutron, and electron. It's all a part of an atom, the same as magnetic fields are. So there's multiple things that science are playing with have nothing to do with soul learning anything. Spaceship, rockets, and weapons have nothing to do with soul, nothing to do with God, nothing to do with the spiritual realms, nothing to do with the higher realms. It has to do with planet Earth, and it doesn't even pertain to the astral plane. If you want to go into that, the only thing that was trying to come close to that was the Montauk Project. I mean, I'm not going to go into that now because it's just a totally different subject, different way to go. But the Montauk Project was a way to try to force soul out of the body. So we each have our own destiny uh, in this lifetime. But remember, it doesn't have to be what you think it has to be. Uh, It changes. It changes rapidly. Hold on one second. Uh, and it changes quite rapidly. And and how we can change that is by becoming aware. Aware of who and what we really are. So if you have questions, if you want to get into conversations, if you want to debate or, or talk about a situation, please uh, contact T.J. Morris. Become a part of her different aspects of creating different realities for people as far as book clubs and, and UFO clubs and workshops and all that. Uh, it's important that we take a step into a different space because you get comfortable and you no longer desire to do much more. And you settle. Settling will never help you grow to become a spiritual being. I, I, I describe it, I would describe it this way as like being on a ladder. Put this ladder up into up to the moon. Now you either keep climbing towards the moon or you stay where you are on that ladder. But staying on that where you are on that ladder doesn't do anything. Or you can climb back down to the bottom and stay on the bottom and, and dwell with here. So you got those kind of choices. Now I would describe when you get halfway up the ladder, that's the bliss state. Lala land, nothing happening, not aware of anything. You don't need to be because nothing's around you. So you keep climbing. Soul's true desire is to keep going. Now, to put a little bit of uh, change in the idea of that, how far can you grow? You never can stop growing. At the same time, you'll never reach God. Is that a bad thing? No. Because every step you take, getting closer to it, makes your realities that much greater. In those realities, it's not about your brother, your sister, your children. It's about... The word that I remember was called Google, and it's a, it's a one with 100 zeros, uh, 99 zeros after it. It was the biggest number ever given a name. So imagine that you can keep going. No matter how great it is, it only gets better. Because after the astral plane, negativity doesn't exist there. Science will never understand that. They believe in positive and negative and you always have to be in balance. That's only for this reality. 
the way it was created. And even that could be debated, and I would debate it in a second. I'll give you a quick scenario so that you can understand where I come from, which is a strange place. I'm not saying everybody can even get close to it, but we say everything's in balance on this planet. You can make somebody hate you easily, but you cannot make somebody love you. I can tell you straight out, I can make anybody on this planet hate me within a week, completely hate me, despise me. I can't make one person on this planet love me in a week. So, I mean, yeah, you might say, well, that's something different than an, an apple or an orange. No, it's, it's, it's life. And it's how you live life, it's part of your life, and it's part of why you think you're here. So in our scenario, we each have that ability to take another step. And that's what you should be looking for. Not listening to stories. Stories will be good for an hour here and an hour there and all those kind of things. But if you're going to lay out thousands of dollars, send me one dollar and I'll give you a book on how to see a UFO which will change your reality of, of UFOs instantly. Uh, so when you spend a thousand, two thousand, three thousand, four thousand dollars to go to a UFO conference, you're gonna fill your head with stories of aliens and what they're not doing and what they are supposed to be doing. Will it help you? Will it help you with your child? Will it help you with your wife, husband? Will it help you drive your car? Or will it feed you? None of those things are truly important until you understand what you are as soul. And then at that point, you'll be able to translate whatever these people say and how important anything they say is to you. I mean, you could read a thousand books. Personally, I didn't read many books in my life. And I said, well, that's why you don't know enough. I said, no, I know more than most, of that, most people on this planet by direct experience. And there's a difference. People write books over their partial experience of what they perceive from their experience. So when you go beyond your own experience, like when, like I was telling you, when you leave your body, nothing written can compare you or prepare you for what that really is. And it's an incredible gift when you start looking for it. And when you get it, it's, a, it's the greatest gift you can get. Once you perceive and no soul is eternal. And what that really means. But what it really is when you get to that space. Here, hearing somebody read about it, tell you about it, doesn't help you. Uh, getting back to books I read. I read, I wouldn't even, I, I, could, I could probably say a number, like 25 books, if that. Do I like reading? No, never did. Never like listening to other people's stories. But I did read the Bible probably 20 times from cover to cover. So yeah, I know the Bible. I know the lies in it. I know the stories in it. But it's just like any other story. I'll tell you books I read that are the most important books if you want to read a book about UFOs and what's really happening. I'm not going to say it now, but there's books out there. There's a few books I would tell anybody to read if you want to know the truth. If you like stories, there's billions of books out there to read. You want to watch a story on TV? There's a show on every second on every channel. 
So yeah, you can be filled with that. The truth. Why are you really here? What do you really want to attain before you leave? If you can't answer them, your life is in, in, a, in a stagnant moment, in a space that well, what, I can still eat, I can still smoke, I can still get drunk. Right, that's about all you can do. You can't say anything about God. And we can go into all that. And TJ will, will, will get into that because people might want to hear that, might want to go through it. But as we move forward in our growth, in our unfoldment, I know there's words TJ uses that I look at them a little bit different. But we each take a word and we give it our own meaning by our own perception and experience. The words that they use, free speech, do we have it? No. And I mean, they want the rights to carry a gun. Do we? Should we have that right? Of course not. Do we ever have that right? Men said we had the right, but did God of spirit say we had that right? So you can live by man-made laws, which 99% of the people on this planet have to live by, or spiritual laws. I mean, people willing to give their life up for the truth, not for a religion. Because religions don't have the highest truth. And I'm, I don't want to go into that now. That's a whole separate issue we can go into if anybody really wants to know the truth about it. Like the Muslim religion. Like the Hasidic Jewish religion. How deep? How far? How far from the truth are they? How close are they to God? Those kind of questions. How many people can answer them? I can challenge right now any minister, priest, rabbi, the Pope, the Dalai Lama, Ekatoli, Deepak Chopra, in a second, and now I, I know I can put them in the ground because they have no truth. And when you have the truth, is it ego? No. There's a difference between ego and truth. Truth is right for everybody. Ego is only right for a person. So when I tell you things, these are things that can help you grow, not help just me. Any teacher, and I learned this the hard way as well, if they cannot teach you to grow better or greater than they are, they're not a good teacher. If they want you to stay under them, they're not a good teacher. But see, here as souls, we have the ability to go as far and high and aware, become as aware as we want. But it's the, the teach, teachers and the people we surround ourselves with that we accept as a reality and that reality is pretty well locked if you work with a teacher all right you're not here to stay here you're here to leave you're being programmed to stay here even though they're trying to kill us you know it's it's a kind of a really twisted reality and that's why i said you really need to watch the matrix and try to understand it because what we perceive what we want what's really happening are all different I mean, in a, in a lot of ways, when you stay in this reality, you can't change it. Well, you can change what you wear, what you eat, what you look at. You can't just grow a pair of wings. You can't change from 20 to, to 100 years old or to 1,000 years old. You can't do those kind of things. But you can 
cut trees down or plant trees. You can do whatever you want that way. Or can you make world peace? Can you do those kind of things? I'm going to go. I don't know where TJ is. I don't know if she's still listening. I hope she is. Are you there, TJ? Or did she just leave me uh, yeah. here? Yeah, yeah, it's on the hour, so, but, you know, we lost the first 15 or 20 minutes, so I apologize. But, yeah, uh, we're doing Life Coaches this week, folks, and Tommy's giving an introduction for uh, the book I wrote, Ace Life Coach by T.J. Morris, and we're doing an introduction. And Dr. Bruce Cornett, Ph.D., is a friend of mine in ResearchGate, and we'll be offering Portal Stargate for those of you that are authors or if you just want to write articles and Dr. Bruce Cornett will be assisting us in some of the events, and he is actually going to drive over to Laughlin to help a friend of his that met him uh, at another event, uh, Bob Brown. And I don't know, Tommy, did you uh, – you and I are – I don't think – you aren't going. I'm not going this year, but he said maybe next year, me, you, Janet. But Bruce is going this year uh, with uh, uh, not Paula Harris uh, – and not Lorian Fenton, uh, but you've met Lorian and uh, you've met Janet. Uh, have you met Paula Harris or Bob Brown at the Laughlin? Anything to do with Laughlin? Well, I uh, never went to Laughlin, uh, not for uh-huh. a UFO conference anyway. Uh, okay. I didn't. Uh, but you see, when when you said uh, the other people involved with the UFO conferences, I, I Lord, know a lot Lord of the other people. And you went to hers in California because you met right. Alejandro Rojas. No, that was International UFO Congress. You met John Tenayuka at uh, with right. uh, John, and he did that with. He was a partner. He said at least recently on the phone, he called me. Uh, uh, he and I talked, but he wants to renew, but he doesn't really want to work with everybody. He wants to do his own book and his own thing, but he wants to bring his own team, and uh, that's fine, folks. We have a lot of people in the invisible college in our metaphysics. They do light, dark work. There are some in the infrastructure that do light body work. Some do dark body. But Tommy can tell you – and uh, Tommy, you're a magician like that Tina Marie – she has KCOR, and uh, I talked to her this week too. But uh, some people are starting their own – since we started this, Tommy, in Ace Folk Life for the United States of America with my husband, Thomas A. Sneesey. But Dr. Bruce Cornett, uh, you never brought him on, but he found me. And Tommy, as part of your history uh, with Ace Folk Life ResearchGate, I was really shocked uh, that he knew you. And so I'd like to talk a little bit about uh, Dr. Bruce Cornett, and since you didn't meet those other people, he's going to be speaking uh, at – let me look it up. You know how we do. We'll promote events, especially if any of our ACO club members are going to be a speaker, and he's in our office club. UFO conference. Let me look it up. Okay, let me just – what do I put? Put next – put UFO conference in Laughlin. UFO uh, conference. I think Bob's calling it. Uh, Bob talked to me, uh, but he didn't have time to come on. Uh, his daughter called me from, I know, emailed me, UFO conference in Laughlin. But he did send me a uh, poster. I can go back and put it on today since we mentioned him. Laughlin UFO mega conference, folks, February 
15th through the 22nd. They do a whole week, Tommy, seven days. Yes, I know but, that. Uh, well, tell me a little bit about what you know about Dr. Bruce Cornett. He's got a new book, I guess, that you were involved in. I don't know if he mentioned you in it. But uh, I'll go to the Laughlin UFO conference since you called me back in on, on this show. It says Laughlin uh, UFO Mega Conference. Now, that's not Lorian. Uh, Lorian Fenton and, and I believe Bob Brown have separated to do their own conferences, right? So this right. is, uh, let's see, Dr. Bruce Cornett is in our club and with me on ResearchGate. So Dr. Bruce Cornett, it says it's at the Aquarius Hotel, for all of y'all that can go. It says Aquarius Hotel Resort Casino, Laughlin, Nevada. And that is Laughlin UFO Mega Conference. Now, I don't see anything on Bob Brown likes to stay in the background. I've seen him on YouTubes. Did you ever meet Bob Brown in all those 20 years you were doing profit conferences or anything like um, that? See, no, I don't know how famous he is or how long he's been involved with it. Because when I was doing UFO conferences, which was in, starting in 1997, uh, it was global, a global uh, expo, and they had people from all over the world come to it. Uh, Is and that they what had you met every Sean famous. Morton? Well, was was Sean one, no, I met Sean. He was part of it, not all the time, because he was into the. Uh, I met him at the Whole Life Expos. He did all the Whole Life Expos and New Life Expos. That's where I met him. Yeah, I met him in New York or California one at the Whole Life Expo. All right. Is that where you uh, met Sean yeah. David? Okay. That's where I met Sean and became his friend. I became his bodyguard. I did a lot of work with him. Uh, sadly, he's How in jail. Think, by but, the way. You know, his wife, you well, work with his wife on want, the book, aren't you? I know. Well, here's the thing. I know people, including my good friends, that are so jealous of Sean in a lot of ways, and they hate him. Uh, he got involved with a, a scheme to make money. It wasn't uh, a scheme. He didn't realize it was a scheme. And lots of people lost lots of money, including the mob. Was that the I mean, the mob lost millions of dollars. I, li- I had the Washington yeah, it was River called the- in Monroe, Louisiana, where I grew well, up. Yeah. Was that what the- That's how it started. Uh, they, were, they, they were supposed to build the first Native American bank in the United States. And we were investing money and putting it inside the bank. And then after six months, they said, if you leave your money in there, you'll triple it in, in another six months. So everybody left their money in there. But by the other six months, the guy that was creating the scam took all the money and invested it offshore. He was a paraplegic, meaning he couldn't do much. He had, he had hookers taking care of him. With his money, he left the state where he was living, bought a house and everything, and had these people taking care of him. And then he was on the hunt. People were looking for him. Because now nobody was getting money. Lost a lot of money. My my ex-wife's best friend lost 160000 I lost 4000 People, a couple other friends of mine lost 90000 120000 So people lost lots of money. So this guy was wanted by the mob even. So he finally surrendered. And... He never, that money never came back because he had it hidden offshore. So whoever he gave that money to, whoever gets that money, 
He'll probably never get out of jail, hopefully or not, and get that money. But Sean was given the blame for all that. And people attacked Sean and, and everything. He was naive. He put money into it as well. But he was getting paid to get people to come into it. So he did make money while it was happening. That was one of the main things that came against Sean. Did you ever do any research on what Sean? Because he was on Revolution Radio while you were with Revolution. I know, I know everything about Sean. Really? He discovered he discovered Area 51. He brought I thought, uh, vans. I thought Bob Lazar. No, no, nobody. No, no. That they was before them? In entertainment, he, discovered he was before it. them? What do you mean? He was way before it? them. You mean like with he the... Brought, uh, he, wait, wait, listen. Listen, TJ. He okay. invented a van with six people, and they would go up to where it was and watch the ships fly come in there every second Thursday. All right. So did he, he wanted me to come. I was, to do that? Yeah, exactly. Once there. He, he taught Bob Lazar. So, but here's the thing. He was doing that, and when they realized he was bringing people there, that's when they bought all the land around it to stop it from happening. And that's why people never got to go there anymore. But here's what happened. He was on Montel Williams' show live. And he was talking about it, and Sean was saying who and what he was, right? They already had an, uh, a disinformant agent on the show with them. And the guy that was on the show said he's not real, his, 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 his this isn't real, and that's real. And they actually flashed Sean's birth certificate. They flashed his college thing and everything else. So, But then he challenged, he said, Montel Williams, I will take you to see these alien ships come in. And Montel Williams go, I'll do it. I'll do it. And then during that show, uh, they decided it was going to be Christmas, the week before Christmas. I think it was the 20th uh, of uh, December. They were going to fly out to wherever 51 was, and Sean was going to take them to watch the ships come in. That day, obviously, he called, Montel Williams called up Sean, says, I can't come this month. So, okay, what, what, what Montel Williams does he says he went out there a month later. He went out there in the middle of the day, and he met with the, who his friend is, the four-star general there. And he came back, and he did a TV show, rebutting or whatever the word is, saying, oh, there's nothing there. It's a small little base. Nothing's going on there. Nobody has to go out there. There's nothing to see. So, yeah, he does a TV show. He's friends with the four-star general. He's not going to come back and say there's an alien base there. Or anything pertaining to it. So that was completely squashed. But I mean, the government, here's what I feel, what I know for a fact. If you're putting the ultimate truth out there, the government will be at your doorstep. Period. I lost six of my best friends because of that. So we, we, we each have uh, a truth to bring out. But I always say, is it going to help people or is it not? Being aware is the most important thing of the truth, and I, I, my books always have the word truth in it because I feel that is all that matters, and there is a truth, and it's not what we create as truth. Truth is solid. We are it. So uh, when we come up with the truth, 
meaning an apple is an apple, it's an apple. It's not a car. It's not a plane. A house is a house. It's not a submarine. So the truth is that things are what they are in truth. But if you try to call it a, a bird, a, a bat, or, or a dragon, uh, it's your choice, but it doesn't mean anything because it's not the truth. So, yeah, well, let my me level ask of truth you this. What's, really the high? Difference, what's the difference between what Sean did, what Lorian's doing, and what Bob Brown's doing? Because to people in the UFO business, they want to know which conferences – are like for you and me, paranormal ace folk life. We help people you know, trust what we say and where we will personally be with our club. Well, but we didn't TJ. go to Stargate to the Cosmos in Albuquerque in 2018, but you did go TJ. to Lorian's conference. Here's the thing, TJ. What I the only way I'll go to a conference, which is really uh, different for me, because the only way I would go to a conference if it was ours. I don't want to bring high-paid speakers that have zero truth. I would not bring anybody from ancient aliens to my conference as a speaker. I would not bring any of these other so-called top speakers to my conference because what, we, what I want to put out, if it's about aliens, God, religion, or UFOs, whatever, it has to be the ultimate truth. Not a story, not something that's not provable in any way, something that's exaggerated to the max. Uh, because when you talk about spiritualism, it has to be solid and it has to be reinforced by truth. Meaning, if we're going to talk about protection, you have to be able to give a person protection on how to protect them from demons and entities. When you deal with words, it has to be provable to a person to help them. Otherwise, it's useless. I don't want to do more useless conferences that do nothing for people. I guarantee you, I met Michael Sala right after he went to a conference last year. And I, and I walked over and I said, well, how was the conference? Oh, it was so good. And, and the first thing I said to him, I said, what did you learn? You know what he said? Nothing. So, I mean, you spend all this money and the average person will spend Two, I just saw, oh man, it's, I can't see it for sure. It's either a white owl sitting in the tree. Oh, it's still cool. But uh, wow. sorry about that. Oh, that's it great. I'm a right bird by my tree. window. <laughs> I'm a bird watcher. Oh. <laughs> I'm a bird watcher. Wow, it's cool. He's, just, he's sitting in the tree. One of our many clubs uh, but, uh, watching here's the thing. birds. <laughs> Watching yeah, birds. exactly. Watch Bird watching. <laughs> hobbies, so folks. We have we hobby to... clubs too. <laughs> but like he said, he learned nothing. I said, if you're going to spend thousands of dollars, I mean, if you you like spending money to have a good time, if you think you're going to go on a party and have fun, that's one thing. But if you think you're going to spend three thousand dollars to go someplace to learn something, sorry, you're going to learn very little. You're going to not learn about yourself. You're not going to learn the true reason why aliens are here. You're not going to learn any of the important things that make it important. So for me, I write books. All mine have been spiritual books uh, on spiritualism and truth. But uh, this UFO book, I put it out there because people are more concerned about UFOs right now than anything. So the second thing is, why are UFOs here? And that's a critical thing. I mean, everybody says they get help. If you want help to, to get a job, to build your house, or things like that, yeah. 
But do you see them changing the planet? A planet which is critical is in the worst disaster it has ever been in. It's becoming incredibly radioactive. The water is contaminated. The air is contaminated. The ground is contaminated. The animals are dying. The fish are dying. So what about that? Sounds like it's a good situation to be in. None of it. So if aliens had any ability to help us, that would be the first thing they would change. Because as those things get worse, the population will be destroyed. Well, look at Barbara so Lamb. We have, now, let me mention some of the people that are going to be at this conference. Now, this is a seven-day conference. Now, uh, Saturday on 2.15, they've got, you probably know half these people, Nick Ellis leads the Night Sky Watch, which I know our friend Ed Grimsley came on our show many times. Colin Wolford, Santilli Alien Autopsy Update. I've never heard of him. Let's see, Dr. Mohammed Ibrahim, Lost Ancient Technologies of Egypt, heard of him. Jerry Wills, never heard of him. Uh, Barbara Lamb, we know of, and she's been on the shows before. Australia lady, I think. Brad Olson, we know him, Hidden Anomalies of Antarctica. Brad's been on our shows. Brian Forster, Ancient Megalithic Sites. Dr. Samus Monaguch, been on our show many times, and I need to grab his itinerary. He's in our Ace Folk Life and ACO Club, Dr. Samus Monaguch. And he does our pyramid uh, shows with uh, Marta Thomas. And uh, Marta, I went up and met her, and we got the first one going. And uh, <coughs> we flipped to two years to market and promote that. She knew me through Revolution Radio and uh, I, my TJMRCT radio. She came on my radio show first, and I took her over to uh, a mad painter and whoever was with him at the time. Uh, they did them. Let's see, Brian Forster. Uh, Paul Tice is going to talk about the secret life of Zachariah Sitchin, never before revealed Paul's journey with Zachariah. And Dr. Bruce Kinnett, Mondays 5 to 7, Unconventional Aerial Phenomena. Now, he's one of our associates in our club, ACO Club, and Ace Folk Life. These machines are hiding underground bases in the Internet, no, in the Hudson, and Wakili River, how do you say that? Uh, Wakili, how do you say that? River Valleys of New York. Wakitoa? No, I don't know. Um, No, it's Wakili. I don't know. I don't know what L L K I L L River Valleys of New York. The results of eleven years. I have no clue where that is. First person testimony and photo evidence, so buckle up. And then Nick Ellis and let's see who else. Elizabeth April, the Galactic Federation, the hidden human of now a lot of these people are writing books. That our channelers are just writing. We don't know if it's a spoke life or if it's real, and we're doing our best with Jan Aldrich to help in our authors club to differentiate different people and what they're writing. Now, David Derek White Skycloud Visions and Visitations is ten to twelve. He's doing a Native American shaman talk on adventures. Now, a lot of these people travel, and then they do, but he says, including that life we generally know as aliens, you will not forget this journey. You will not forget. A lot of people believe they're authorities now on aliens, and uh, I don't know, but a lot of books I'm seeing in the paranormal, and I was just looking, Brad Olson again, 
Garnett Schulhauser, Fascinating Astral Travels with a Spirit Guide. And Tommy knows about spirit guides and different people writing books. And believe it or not, well, let me go on to the next day. Let's see, Wednesday, Entering a New Science, Mark D'Antonio, Kate Thorvaldson, Living as a Hybrid and Learning the Science of Our Existence with Mark D'Antonio. Two different presentations. Barbara Lamb again, uh, 1 to 2.30. Jordan Maxwell exposes the Illuminati, first week on public mm. presentation. And then uh, Johnny Enoch moderates the Esoteric Occult Panel, uh, panel discussion with extraordinary groups of panelists like Jordan Maxwell, Brad Austin, Paul Tyson, Jay Widener. And then 6.45 to midnight, they've got to meet the speaker's cocktail taco bar so uh that's wednesday then thursday uh tommy and i can't go but we're we're just telling you this on this show because we're ace folk life and we know dr bruce cornett's going to be a speaker there world oh, wait, wait, TJ. yeah uh danny brinkley all right he's an incredible guy he's speaking at the conference uh for many years he talked about spiritualism he was the one who claimed he was hit by lightning three times and died. Uh, you know him. E.T. is an afterlife. I know him personally. I challenged I, I him and cha- Well, I challenged him to a debate in front of people, in front of 13 people. I paid Somebody paid $125 so I could have lunch with him. But uh, huh. in the interim, he's, he's talking about E.T.'s and the afterlife, which he can't go Everyone to. knows about his I journeys mean, between life and death and over the decades that have but inspired he people. But he didn't. He never talked about aliens for the longest time. Now he is because the UFO world is so famous, and the spiritual side is not making money. So he is switching oh, so over to talk about aliens spiritual now. to ETs and afterlife now, huh? Well, that's right, good to know. Exactly. We've been around forever. Well, he said he, he, he said he, I was talking to his wife uh, right before Christmas, and she said he'd come on my show, but he just had a heart attack, uh, and he's just starting to feel better now. Uh like I said, I well, know they're going to have I after Danny Breakley, Tommy Ballone, Danny Breakley, Skywalker Ranch panel uh, is Thomas Winterton, investigator Ryan Skinner, plus two additional Skinwater Ranch workers, and uh, never been forgotten an honest disclosure of three men's extraordinary paranormal living, working at Skinwalker Ranch, and that ends with a Q and A. So that'll be interesting. Well, that, and, that was owned by Bigelow. That was that Robert That was owned by Bigelow. Right? And yeah, and Bruce worked for Bigelow for about five. Did you do I an don't investigation know. He worked, on that? Oh, no, no, no. Uh, I'm, I'm still trying to t- get in touch with Bigelow. Now, let me throw this into the wrench. Remember the name John Edmonds, the person I was friends with for a couple of years? Yeah. How's he doing? Well, his book came out last month for Christmas. Okay. Great. Bruce put it out. Uh, no, it's not great. It's filled with multiple lies. He's actually going after attacking. Uh, he's actually putting down uh, him and everything else. So he's doing a lot of uh, weird stuff, but uh, he's becoming famous. Bruce made $2,000 in the first week on royalties. Who's Bruce? Off of that book. Bruce, you remember? He was he was the one that was on uh, – but uh, Phoenix.com a, a lot of the times. 
Bruce, uh, oh, you mean Bruce, uh, our Puerto Rico guy that used to be a radio host on Revolution, Costa Rica. Bruce McDonald? Costa Rica, yeah. Yeah. Costa yeah. Rica, excuse me. All right, so Costa Rica, yeah, Bruce so. McDonald. Now, he was a real smart guy in website design and did uh, – he, 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 he and I get along pretty good, but you and him decided not to be well, friends anymore. You want to share that well, then or we not? Made, well, I, I will. I mean, basically, I was he was in Econcar for twenty years as well. So really, uh, I didn't know that about Bruce. He's never discussed Econcar with me, or on the radio but show. At the that end I can of, remember. But on the end of that, when I left Econcar, because he went in and out, he started calling me three or four times a week, so and we used to talk to for hours. At the same time. I mean, are you in the same uh, location? No, I was in it longer than uh, – no, 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 not the same location. But uh, he didn't go to the major seminars, which I always did. But here's the thing. After I dropped out and he was out of it as well, he started calling me to find answers. And I used to talk to him like two, three hours every other night for two years. Oh, so you were count, you were his life coach, and that's what today's about life right. coaching. So you were his life coach but see, and but he, the but, spiritual but, exercises but, of Ekinkar. So you could probably teach but, that, Tommy. If you if you here's what happened. Coaching. Here's what happened. We were on freedomslips.com. You know they had the round tables like every Tuesday night and Thursday night for like three four hours. Right. So I always used to be on them, and he used to come on once in a while. So I was on with Lady Horse and uh, what's her other name? She smokes a cigarette, and she's a psychic. Uh, well, during the show, Bruce was talking, and then she goes, Bruce said something about me, and she turned around and said, well, he's courted. And he, she said that to Bruce. So... Bruce said, what's that mean? She goes, he knows what it means. And then, then he goes, no, what's it mean? What's it mean? And he said to her on the air, he says, can I call you up? And she said, yeah, call me up. So they talked all night. The next night, Bruce calls me up, cursed me out. And I said, look, don't ever call me again. And then I said, goodbye. So I ended my relationship for, for a long period of time. Over a radio show? And then... Over that, when he cursed me out and called me an asshole and called me all kinds of words and saying, you, you stupid effing moron and, and all that stuff, I said, just because whatever she yeah, said he, to you, you believe it? He's been known to cuss on the radio show, my radio show, <laughs> with Janet Carolesco. But she didn't care he, for her either. <laughs> but the, the, woman that, the, one, the woman I'm talking about is one of the ones with, 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 with a mad that, that works with him. She's one of the five people that, own, that deal with the show now. They're not owners, baby. Only Mike's Mike Greenlee's well, wife owns the estate, but uh, Mad. But I mean, they they manager. control the show. Well, there's they control six the show. Yeah, there's a lot of comes on. Too many too many spoons in the pot is what Tina Marie said of KCOR <laughs> to me. Well, like, what happened was bar, so oh, let me just I, I just want to finish that story up. Yes, I may he called me up a couple years later. And said he wanted to be friends and blah, blah, blah. And then I was with John at that time now. I was working with John for two years. 
because I was going to do a movie and everything with John. And then I asked him, would he help John write his book? So he called John up. They talked. He started writing his book for John. And then Bruce calls me up and says, you think the government's going to come after me? And I said, well, <laughs> wow, you know how to in Costa Rica? No, no, before. This is before he moved to Costa Rica. He Why was in, he in the United now? States because of is what John was saying in the book. Extraterrestrials that he was killing them with swords, things like that? Well, no, John. John's talking about the men in black and everything else. He talks about a lot of different things. He said he met, sat in the Montauk chair. He said a lot of things. Bruce so Bruce said to me, no, no, oh, John Edmund. Oh, John, Bruce did is he work with... Than me. Okay, in the 50s, right? I so think here's the thing. He, he did about a, he did 120 pages. And he said, check it out. And then he goes, you think the government will come after me for writing this? Because Bruce make, writes books for the government. All right. He makes good money doing – when he writes a book for the government, he gets paid a fortune. So he, he said to me, will they come after me? And I said, just don't put your name on the book. So what happened was he decided not – I ended my friendship with John. And then I found out Bruce didn't want to do the book with John either. So over the next couple of years, I wasn't friends with Bruce either. So Bruce got called by John, and John says, will you finish my book? And then he said, yes. So while he was working with the book, Bruce was still in, friend, not friends with me. And then like, he called me up, and he asked me a couple questions, and I said, John's an asshole. Sorry. I said, what he wrote is twisted truth. And he goes, well, you're just saying that. I said, no. I, you want the facts? I'll give you all the facts. But in the interim... Bruce said to me, well, I didn't want to talk to you because I was writing a book. I didn't want to bring any negativity into the book. So now that the book's done, it's a totally different game. Bruce is my friend, but Bruce is trying to get me to go on shows with Ed, John. Uh, and I said, no way. I said, if I say one good thing about him, I'll say 10 bad things about him. So did John and make said, care no. of you and Bruce? I'm friends with Bruce now. And Are he admits what's He's going down with him. Right, so now he's friends with me. I mean, he talked to me like three times in the past week already. Uh, he wants me to come up to Costa Rica. He said, still come on up here. I got houses for you, and you can stay here, and blah, blah, blah. But uh, like I said, he made $2,000 last by last week already when they put the book out about three weeks ago. Wow. Well, you're saying on the book business, Authors Club. I told well, you. You should encourage well, no, Bruce I, to join our Authors Club. <laughs> well, so, I, told, he, I told him. Uh-huh. I won't be part of anything John does because he says, come on and show and you can confirm some of the stuff. I said, I'm not going to confirm anything John says. Oh, is he but he said, you saw aliens revolution? on the pro- Is Bruce back on no. revolution? Oh, no, but he's going to – they're doing, in, they're doing uh, Coast to Coast. They're doing uh, Carrie Cassidy's show again. They're doing a lot. Wow. They're doing everybody's show. So oh, uh, suddenly, uh, promoting the book, they're doing a book tour, and they're going to be doing stars. a TV show. John did a TV show already, but they're going to be John doing Edmonds. another one. Well, yeah. remember the guy uh, Edmonds was a famous psychic, and people are going to mix their name up. That with the famous. Well, psychic. they might do that. That's probably well, that's part true. of it, John Edwards. But they'll mix it up with his, John his, Edmonds. His, Sounds like John, but. Wasn't it John Edwards his, that was uh, 
Edmonds. Uh, it's it's got the Edmonds Edmonds with an S on the end. But he his claim to fame is he killed eighteen greys. He cut him in half with a sword. So and he had one of the aliens analyzed. When Eb, if you know the story about Eb, who was the alien that the government had, the guy that was working with them did the uh, analyzing of the blood that John sent him about the alien he killed. In that interim, that guy also died. So uh, the rest of that story is unknown. It is online, how they did this research on the blood, uh, but that was the first alien John killed, never anything else with the rest of them. I don't want to go into his story because I'm not promoting him. Uh, like I said, too much of what he's saying is a lie. Uh, well, there's John me. Edwards, and I, and the I, famous guy with the big mansions in uh, North Carolina. No, no that's, that's yeah. the psychic. This is Edmonds, Edmonds. E D M A M O N D S. Edmund. Also, uh, uh, American lawyer and politician, a Democrat that got in a lot of trouble. Those names are awful coincidental, but they get a lot of press. And all right, well, let me find out this psychic, John. Because uh, Tina mentioned him. Let's see, John. Uh, is it Edward Psychic or Edmunds? I don't even know the name now, John. I'll just John Edmund. We'll see. Uh, Why is he John Edward Psychic Medium? Right. Yeah. You know John who he is, Edward right? Psychic, yeah, there's – and then the – yeah, the name <laughs> – yeah, everything is getting all messed up because we don't know anymore, and the connections aren't keeping it separate. So John Edwards was on American television. He was an official right. uh, psychic medium for three decades, helped people. Private readings, the only official website for – Psychic medium person. Well, I, I watched. Oh I watched all his shows. I watched all his shows. I like. Well, him. you're good for helping us on television then, because you take time to study people. Because uh, you also did that. Right. Uh, uh, all right. So you watch John Edwards cross country or promote his cross country, right? They had a yep. TV series. And yep. uh, let's see. Uh, it says his original series. Edward's next talk show, John Edward Cross Country, was broadcast on Wii TV from March 2006 to 2008, and then uh, it's on Amazon still. You can get the uh, DVDs, I guess, and then uh, news video. Now, uh, crossing over, and then we had James Ben Prod, but now the big girl that's doing a lot is Long Island medium Teresa Caputo with the big hair, right? A lot of people that use their hair, yeah. like the guy on the History Channel. Uh, I've forgotten his name because he's not wearing his hair big anymore, so I'm not remember his name. All right, so what do you want me to tell me about Bruce, you, and this Edmonds book? Are you saying it's true or not true? Are you pro or con? You want to? You haven't read it, so you can't do a interview, right? You can't do a. Well, see, no. So here's the thing. It. He told me. Well, you know, he told me he'd send it to me, but he says I can't do a negative review on it. Right. But he told me some of the things he put in there. More news. I'm on. See? All right. Uh, Go ahead, Tommy. I'm sorry. I didn't mean hold on. My daughter walked in. I didn't want her making all this noise, which 
All right. She's trying okay. to bring me Basically, dinner. Uh, go ahead and talk. So he's he's uh, going to become famous, and I as I said to Bruce, watch his downfall. As he gets money, everything he he wants to do has nothing to do with what he says he is. So it's going to change everything he where he is, what he's doing, and who he's with. So I said, just watch when the money comes into his hand, he will change his reality, not for the better. Uh, he knows his demons on his property. He wouldn't let a medicine woman and me get rid of him. Uh, he deals with negative aliens. He never let, he never made sure that he took his wife away from there. She was always getting abducted and raped and all that, and he wouldn't stop it. I mean, all the things that happened there happened. A lot of the things happened. There's aliens there. I saw one. Uh, we filmed one. But the problem is none of it's good. He's trying to. He's going to try to build a spiritual retreat center there now. I was going to do that when I was friends with John because I was going to be the teacher. John has it has nothing to do with spiritual awareness or the word you use, ascending and ascension. I mean, all those words, he has no clue. So he's going to open up the spiritual community there, which I think is the most bogus thing. And I said, if one person goes there, they're going to be a complete fool. So, yeah, I'm, I'm a rebel. I'm hardcore about that because I know he's lying about so many things. So for me to promote his book or even to say I'll be on a show with him, I can't. And I wouldn't because I, I wouldn't have anything positive to say. I could say his property is possessed. It has aliens coming there. It's right next to an a alien army base, which you can see the ships all the time. But as far as him working with good aliens and, and spiritual angels or any of that, that's not possible. So he wants to sell the ranch. He wants to make it valuable. He's trying to make it like, well, this is the most biggest vortex on the planet, and people should buy it. That's why Bigelow went out there in the first place. But Bigelow measured the, the energy and everything on the property because Bigelow owned the Skinwalker Ranch when he was going to buy John's ranch. So uh, John made this story up about who Bigelow was and that Bigelow was trying to cheat him and all that. No, that's not true. So I said when Bigelow reads that book, which he probably will, will be coming after John uh, for slander or whatever words – I mean, unless he just doesn't care. But if John's book makes it to the top, he will be on top of him because it'll be an outright attack on Bigelow. And Bigelow is one of the richest people in the United States. So, yeah, you don't want to get mad at him. Or him mad at you, I should say. So uh, I was trying to get in touch with Bigelow. You, I remember when you mentioned him, I was, I'm still sending my letter. I, I talk to his secretary once every other month. Think that you give a message to Bigelow. So, uh, yeah, I wanted to talk to him. I was going to talk to him about Hawaii. Dr. Bruce Cornett or Jan Aldrich or both of them have knowledge on on Bigelow. But as far as I know, Bigelow is out of Huntsville, Alabama, and Las Vegas with his company. So unless you do an investigation and complete research and cite your sources, you know, nobody's going to read it because everybody is hearsay, conspiracy theory, and the, well, the government and the media or the fake media or whatever they call it these days. I don't even know anymore as a journalist. You know, I'm, I'm supposed to do my best, but I retired. I'm a senior professional journalist. SPJ.org is who I'm, you know, am a member of. But um, 
Tommy with our Ace Folk Life and our ACO Club, people are going to want us to life coach, and it's getting all separated between paranormal and spirituality and metaphysics more so than it's ever been. Not to mention now Dr. Cornette with me in white papers and uh, research gate has now made a book, and he's going to go promote it well, with see, Bob yeah, Brown for the first time. See, that's why I find it hard because – I realize I can't talk about spiritualism and talk about aliens as as two things that go together. They don't. No alien race is a spiritual race. They haven't brought us anything spiritual in 30,000 years. So to say that they're spiritual, I can't say it, and I won't. So when I talk about spiritualism, I can't say, well, the aliens are going to give us more information, like Billy Myers. I ask you to do an investigation on that. Uh, Of course, I know you don't have the money to travel, to Jerusalem, but when we go into on Sundays, maybe, but I told you about women in the church, and they found the first real body physical church was started by a woman, and you claim from reincarnation that you were there, so you should know about Mary and the one I told you about, I can't remember her name, but she gave money to the first woman, and she was a woman. And that was the first real church well, building, and they were covering it up. But they cover well, up a lot of history. They don't want well, the men the most, don't want the women get any credit for back with Jesus. And so I thought you were leading that well, crusade. So did Dr. Bruce Cornett. We thought you were leading well, no, the Bruce women Cornette, no. and teach. No, no. Well, I don't want we to say anything about so. Bruce. I won't say anything about Bruce on air. But basically, Mary Magdalene was a temple. She had a temple. That's where Jesus went. So, uh, again, when she was teaching his disciples, they were going to kill everybody that was with Jesus. So, yes, she had a lead. So, during that trip, uh, there was a few women around Jesus, uh, Mary Magdalene, uh, because she had a daughter, and they were with the daughter and everything. So, yeah, when she left, I pulled into, uh, I, I didn't live too much longer, but uh, during that time frame, she went to France. She went underground. She brought her daughter with her. Thomas went to India, and Thomas taught Jesus' teaching. See, the teachings in the Bible are not in the Bible. I mean, Jesus' teachings that he taught are not in the Bible. So when, when that changed, the churches that were there weren't teaching anything that Jesus was teaching. And Mary Magdalene was no longer there either. So when you say the woman's temple church, I mean, the Knights of Templar respected Mary Magdalene as their head person. Uh, And they're still in existence today. Uh, But you got to pay money. The more money you pay, the higher you become in their religion. So I think it's pretty stretched out as far as what Jesus was teaching. But they formed the Knights of Templar later to protect Mary Magdalene's daughter. I mean, you have to realize how many, I mean, the Knights of Templar didn't form until 100 years later after Jesus was killed. But the people that were around that, uh, were all, all his disciples, almost all of them were killed. And anybody caught doing the meditation in those days was killed and put on a cross as well. And they don't talk about that at all, why these people were killed. Anybody caught doing a form of Jesus' teaching was killed. And it wasn't just doing healing work. Mary Magdalene could and that's why they, they were out after her, too, as well. But up to me, in all my lifetimes, she was the most spiritual woman to walk this planet. Well, uh, you know about 
and that's Women why women say in this but I have memories and reincarnation back in France and your memories of Mary and Jesus and pyramids and you know I've got lifetimes back there so I sort of would like the truth to come out but people have been scared my entire life training me to be who they knew I was coming in as and they were scared I'd get killed so they've always had people or even when I flew into Las Vegas the Jesuits were there just like uh, men in black and secret service and I've had Jesuits so you don't know who's who and who's protecting who. I just know if I ever see go out in public, even when I was on planes that had the marshals with me. So maybe they do know you and me. Maybe they do know people that have had past lives. There's Dr. Uh, Walter Simcue was tr- studying us and bring, when we bring our radio shows, but so was Stan Lee because I did uh, Michael well, Jackson. Michael Jackson Do you remember and Stan Lee and me were working together. What? Right. Right. Almin Barton. Well, remember so that many, name? We're all we're all mixed up together. So uh Well she you know, she but, was alive with Jesus as well. But uh she had a she had a, she she was in a coma for I think six months. And now she she was teaching in the uh Drumvalel Melchizedek's teachings. Her son was uh named Drumvalel Melchizedek. But her teachings were based on that. Now, I, I'm not saying that it was because she was in a coma for six months, but she's into the universal God now and the universal energy and all that. Uh, I see her like splitting, kind of like when Oprah Winfrey met Deepak Chopra and Eckhart Tolle. She was a Christian. Now she's not. I mean, she might say it and use the word Christian, but she's not. She believes... She has no karma. She believes that she has no ego, uh, and she's the richest person in the United, one of the richest women in the United States. Uh, so she contradicts herself. I mean, I've been begging to talk to her for 25 years, and she never replied to me once. I mean, she replies to many people, uh, and I haven't got one person to, to able to get anything to her or back to me. And when I did my first book, I wanted to give it to her, and I want. I said, "Give me." I told her. Even when she did the 21 days with Deepak Chopra, when she did the 21 days with Eki Tolley, and she does them every couple months with them. And I said to her, give me five to 10 minutes of your life or even 15 minutes of your life. I promise to make it 100 times better and make it more important to you. I mean, I did that on her site even while she was talking to Deepak Chopra and Eki Tolley, and they never got a reply. So uh, it's just like she's afraid to see me. I was in Hawaii, and she came right to the town I was in. I was not too far away from the store she went in. She had to use the bathroom, so she went into the, one of the stores, uh, and she came out and just drove away, and I went in the store. And then she goes, you know who just left? They go, not o-. And she goes, Oprah. I said, you've got to be kidding me. Because uh, I know I was living where she lived in California, and I was trying to find a house because I wanted to throw my book over a fence. Uh, but that never happened either. But, you know, it's like, we're not here to change the world, really. I mean, we could say we want to and we want to believe it. We can help people. We can help the people that want to be helped that are in the vein that we're trying to help. But to think we can change reality. Look at Jesus. I say the most spiritual person who this planet. He created a reality, but it's not his reality. The whole Bible is based on stories and everything else, but not his teachings. So our reality has been twisted and molded into what 
like who was it, Constantine, when he had 16 people create the Bible. They had 40 Gospels, and they picked four of them. And see, here's something 90% of all Christians don't even know. Matthew, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, only two of them are disciples of Jesus. The other two of them were evangelists. The one studied with Peter, and the other one studied with Paul. Paul never met Jesus physically. So when, when, they, when you talk about these evangelists and they, the, the New Testament, I said, you know, what did they really know? Paul never met Jesus physically. So it's like me talking about Jesus. It would be the same thing. But I was there in that lifetime. See, Paul was Peter. I mean, Paul was had a vision, and that's how he met Jesus. So uh, there's so much difference between that and what's in the New Testament, even what Jesus was supposed to be saying in the New Testament. But the other thing is, Jesus taught his disciples. I don't think they understand that in the Bible either. Teaching disciples what? Protection. Love. You don't teach love. You can't teach love, which Jesus did show. I mean, he showed it by being with Mary Magdalene, or they wouldn't have truly understood the compassion that he had for her and hers for him, her for him, and what they did. So, yeah, that's when they realized that they could be married and everything else. But that was all cut out of the Bible, even though every disciple of Jesus was married, and all the priests of the Catholic churches could never get married. So Paul was, was what was the first pope. Uh, so, yeah, you, uh, Peter. Uh, oh, no, I don't even know which one now. One of them. One of those two. I think it was Paul. Was the first first pope. But, again, you have to the realize... Church who, what, the, the Catholic Church was built on the rock of Peter. And uh, Paul... Right, Peter, right. Okay. And James' brother. Okay. So, again... You have, to, you have to look at the scenario of what was going down. Now, Peter was a person that didn't like women. For, for, for him to even listen to Mary Magdalene was the hardest thing he ever had to do. Or he would have never saw Jesus. So, I mean, the scenarios that, that are around the Bible and the people around it are so twisted. Uh, like I said, I would, I would stand in front of the Pope any given day. I mean, I write him letters every night. And I just have to put something on the stupid things he says every night. I mean, he talks about this, that, and the other thing. And look what he does. Look what he's doing. He's trying to rewrite the the Ten Commandments. He said Adam and Eve was a fake story. He said hell doesn't exist. So he's denying everything that the the Bible is actually saying. So uh, he's he's a, a rebel, but he's not a rebel for Christians. I mean, he shouldn't be the head of the Catholic religion. And I know a lot of Christians are going against him right now because of what he's doing. Now that he's trying to link Muslim religion with uh, Catholic religion, is the most ridiculous idea. See, you know, we, we all say we have the same God. We do, but we don't recognize it as the same God. Muslims' God is so different than, than Christianity's God. What they give and do and everything under the name of God in Muslim religion is not anything worth that should be inside the United States even. And, you know, people listen to things, listen to what people do. If you hurt another person, that's not the right religion. And we can take that all the way back to the angels. When the angels fell, they fell because they fought. 
and you couldn't be in you can't be in a higher realm if you have any kind of that within your reality. Uh, that was changed. The deities blocked that. That's why deities were created, because the angels had to have power. They had to have something with power over them, because the angels were going up and down, and they were being bad for a word. And Lucifer, the bringer of light. I mean, he he's not bad. Satan is. Satan's not Lucifer's son, but that's what they wrote and made it sound like Satan's Lucifer's son, because they didn't know they didn't know Lucifer. When when Jesus went into the day, mountain for 40 days and 40 nights, he was with Satan. It doesn't say Lucifer. So, you know, people take things, they reword it. Re- and that's what I said to uh, Janet's husband when I met him. All that's just rewritten by man. Man doesn't know the truth. How can he write it? And most men don't have any clue to the truth right now. So how can they write it down on a piece of paper and say this is the truth? And I tell people, you want to read the tablets, read the Emerald Tablets. That's the oldest tablet on this planet. The Sumerian tablets came like 10,000 years later. So you want to base it on which truth? The story of Enoch and Anu and all those people? I mean, we can follow truth, but there's always more to follow, a, a road that never stops. And the more you go down a road, you get closer to the truth. It's that simple. But it's time. I spent two years trying to find when the word love was created. And truthfully, it wasn't created until Jesus came. And it was only really recreated when they said what Jesus was teaching. So going back to the Egyptians, Mayans, there was no word love. I mean, there was compassion for a word, but they weren't compassionate to children when they sacrificed them. I mean, those words didn't exist. All of that didn't exist. And the facts prove it. So when people say the Mayans were spiritual, and I hear people who say, oh, the Mayans, the Aztecs, they were killers. Look at their lives. Look at what they did to people. I mean, the Mayans killed the Aztecs. I mean, the Mayans killed out the Aztecs greatly. And the, the, uh, the there's another word, uh, which is the most spiritual tribe. I can't even say it. Zun, not Zuni, but... Uh, my ex-wife is, is part of that tribe. Well, her grand, grandmother was. Zapotec, uh, they, that was a small tribe, but they were the spiritual tribe. You don't hear anything about them. So, and, and now, and I, and I, you know, I always believed it was in the Bible, but I realized Jesus said it to me directly. It wasn't written in the Bible. He said the most spiritual path will always have the least followers. So Christianity has 2.4 billion people. Muslims have 2.1 billion people. Guess what? They're not the most spiritual path. Ekankar has, well, they're really low, but I wouldn't say they have more spiritual truth than Christianity does. But again, what is the most spiritual path on this planet right now? Who deals with an aspect of what God truly is? Who, Who deals with the higher teachings that Jesus brought us? No, nobody. Nobody I have ever met. I mean, I met two people. Almin Barton, who was with Jesus. Now, Sean David Martin was a, uh, a knight uh, for for the Romans. That's what he was doing in that lifetime. I know it. And he knows that as well now. But uh, coming forward, when we look at the history, I mean, countries were fighting over everything of Jesus's and Moses. I mean, if you believe in the Ark of the Covenant, why Jesus got mad when he went in the temple. All those stories have reasons behind it. 
which man tries to rewrite and make statements about. I would do a whole, I do a whole show on Moses because I call him the greatest black magician to live on this planet. Uh, and people say, why? I said, well, he's responsible for more people dying than anybody else as well. Now, I mean, Adam and when Noah, Noah was trying to save people, but nobody listened. So when you get a, when an angel comes down, which people don't realize, they come down with a message. They don't come down to teach. Muhammad said he stood before Gabriel for who knows how long to learn what he was taught uh, and wrote him down. I, I, I want to do a show on that one day. But what he was teaching, supposedly, I, I was going to, I have it all written up. When, when Muhammad stood before Gabriel, it was the second time. The first time he didn't know who it was, and then his brother told him who it was. And then when he stood before Gabriel, Gabriel gives him these 36, kind of like the Ten Commandments, whatever you want to call them, 36, whatever. But if you read them, just read each one. Every third one contradicts the one that's two before it. I said, how would a, a, a higher being come up with stupid things like that? The same as in, and I, I just, I'm, I'm dealing with these Christians here, born again Christians, and they're talking about the Bible and everything else, and Adam and Eve. I said, read it. Do you understand what? And they said, oh, yeah, we understand it. I said, no, you don't. Well, we've got a different version. I said, well, I can only buy it, go by the King James Version, which was created in 1600, uh, which I still have. I have my Bible from when I was six years old. I got a Bible that's 125 years old. The same exact words on every paragraph, every page. So whatever you came up with that was a rewritten, translated by some other person. Because what basically in, in Adam and Eve, when after they ate of the tree of wisdom, uh, God, the God in that book says, because he always said, our kind, oh, you are. So whatever kind of a God he was, it was an our God. But he said to him, since you ate of that tree, you can eat because now you know the truth. Now you can eat the tree, eat of the tree of life. And they didn't even, they didn't even realize it. They don't believe that. I said, well, that's what it says in that Bible. I mean, you can have somebody else translate it totally different. But until you read it and understand it, to me, I experience multiple things. Now, Jesus taught about things. Jesus mentioned aliens. He mentioned, I mean, he talked about Lucifer, not Lucifer, Satan. He talked about these things, but that's not written out much in the Bible. It just says he met with them for 40 days. And then you got Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, excuse me, talking about that. Now, remember, two of them were disciples and two of them weren't. So the two that weren't are writing the story of, of Jesus with, Luce, uh, with Satan, and it's word for word from the other one. Check it out. I proved it. I mean, I do my research on what I believe is important. And, and it's actually word for word in both different Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Two of them are exactly the same. So it was just plagiarized because he never met with Jesus. He doesn't know what Jesus actually said about Satan. So, you know, all that, and I say a writer, and, and I know you, at TJ, as well. When we write a book, when we write something, if you're not there 24-24, you can't write it. When I wrote my biography, I was there 24 hours, day and night, all my life. But if somebody else wrote my biography, it would be missing who I really am and what, what I was really thinking. Not what, I mean, I could say a lot of things, 
But I watched a good movie, and I think everybody should watch it because it could help you understand certain things. Well, hold on. The, the movie would hold. Hold that thought. Okay. I just got a message from Willow Andreessen, Revolution Radio, and Lady Horse, the woman you were talking about, Terry. And Terry said she pays. She said she's sole proprietress of Revolution Radio, and Willow Andreessen is supposed to be the liaison through. And a mad's free. So they've got a free social media group. And uh, Terry up in Michigan says she is the sole proprietress. But she doesn't own the domain names. Apparently, Liz, they're leaving it in Liz's name for the Mike Ringley estate. I don't think they understand legality in radio or on domain names. This is a mess. Well, they voted me out. I mean, they, they voted me out. That's for sure. Well, who is they? Because I asked who voted you. Because yeah, I asked Ahmad. Ahmad said no. Ahmad is only one vote, but he's the general manager. Well, no, no, he told me. He told me. Wait, 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 wait. He told me. He he said I was out. I was voted out, and he said by the other people. So I know he wouldn't vote. I hope he wouldn't vote me out, but uh, I was voted out. Not that I care. I'm I'm glad I, I got my own radio show now. I can do it anytime I want, as long well, as Revolution I want. Revolution Radio the whole is thing. a band, and Revolution Radio. I've got Revolution Radio Club. I've got RevolutionRadio.org. The only thing they have is Revolution.radio out of Belgium, which they just paid for, and FreedomSlips.com. She said she, pay, Lady Horse, paid for them. Uh, okay. Paying for. Is uh, charity. And well, she hates not me. So proprietor. Well, proprietor. Both of them attack me every which way. Of names. Even even when I was quitting. Yeah. Uh, because I mean, even I mean, what's his face is dead. Uh, you are Hawk, a Nighthawk. Volunteer. Like me, I'm shaking. I'm so upset about this because they don't understand legal. They're just free, and I'm telling her, okay, but paying for is charity and not sole proprietor of domain name. You are a volunteer like me, uh, and anyone else in this group. I'm like, fix. I make it. How long have you been doing this show? Uh, just How since we came minutes? back on, it's it's over time now because we we lost fifteen minutes or twenty minutes in the beginning. No but, problem. Uh, uh, they give me a question the mark. They don't know that whoever owns the domain names owns the legal. Okay. Please. Well, you know, like I have, I have adventuresintothestrange.com, dot com, right? I own that. John Edmonds' brother. Has his own show on that site, but it's his. But it's I own the I own the site itself. Yeah. And when I asked his brother, his brother uh, said I could have it because he trusted me. Content so providers like, are not the owners. Uh, uh, they are uh, guests on radio shows, unless. There is a contract stating otherwise, right? So didn't 
Yeah, well, didn't um, and Mad say he actually took all the equipment and put it yeah, in Mad's somewhere? Yeah, Mad's the owner. Mad, no, he didn't take. He doesn't even have good equipment himself. Bless his heart. It's all about money. He said he was potentially the owner. The station needed a business account, so no one was able to do it but me. So she's going to take some money in. So she thinks she's the sole proprietor because she's going to take in the donation money. Anyway, mm-hmm. that's all crazy. I need to get my ass off of there because they don't legally know what they're doing. So uh, <laughs> not, not anymore. Oh my God! Because uh, well, I had I don't freedom. Know how Nighthawk did it. Nighthawk was a drunk, he, and, he, and he was always he nasty me. to me. He and I were in Kentucky. We were both musicians, and we both were talking about it together at the same time with the bass player. So management stuff and hosts not worry about it. All you need to know is I'll just let me get off of there. Let me just I gotta quit. Okay, this is okay. Hey, I'm gonna put count me out. Oh shit. This is management stuff and hosts need not worry about it. All you need to know is there's there time for you to do this show. Okay. None of your business. Swap painter sits, none of your business. I quit. <laughs> I just quit. This is management stuff and hosts need not worry about it. All you need to know is there is airtime here for you to do show. What painter said, none of your business. You have airtime here, and you will not run this station or any of any of it ever. I am no longer with Mike Ringley or Tina Marie. Uh, Ahmed, Ahmed, you can call me. Call me. Okay, I just quit because this is what they're saying. Management stuff and hosts need not worry about. All you need to know is there's airtime for you to do the show. That's the math. And then Lady Horse says, what painter said it's none of your business. So uh, you have airtime here, and you will not run this station or any of it ever. She's I am so no nasty. with Mike Lingley or Tina Marie. Marie, I mean, you can call me. All right, so I'm not doing this She's... show anymore. I just quit. All right, folks. Well, I'm no longer with Revolution Radio at all, and I will not promote that, and I will delete anything to do with Revolution Radio because they don't – they're not telling people they don't own the content, and they're not even giving them a copy. So I don't like their business and the way they're doing business. So a mad can get over here. You can get over here. But you know, if I'm going to do the content and they're guests, they're not telling people they don't own their own websites, and they're just using – See, that should be illegal and probably is. And Lady Horse can't collect some money in domains for that she doesn't own. And a mad just got thrown right. off, he said, a PayPal for life, which I don't understand what's going on over there, but they're all fighting about who's going to get the money that they're taking in. And that's <laughs> crazy because they can't use PayPal. A mad's hooked up Patreon, which I told him about. And Lady Horse thinks because she gets it in the mail, which is probably fraud, mail fraud, because she's going to be taking money in the U.S. Post Office to her saying that the money is Mike Ringley's and it's not going to Mike Ringley or Liz. So they they really don't understand because she paid for Revolution.Radio, which is owned by Mike Ringley. 
And Mike is dead, so it's in the Mike Ringley estate. And their attorneys are fixing it, fixing him a new asshole. So they froze the money from what I understood. So this is a mess over there. So I just quit. Anyway, Tommy, I'm sorry, but you got mistreated by a lady horse, I guess, is who you're talking about. Right. She, there was no, the two ladies, the two of them, there was her and the other one as well, but uh, I don't well, care. Well, what about Willow I, and Grayson? Willow's very sweet. Yeah. Well, Willow, I'm Did still friends like I think. I, I, yeah. It's uh, all free social the one media with, stuff. Well, Amanda is the GM of my company. Lady Horse is the one that says she was Native, right? No, I don't know. Uh, Lady Horse and I got started a long time ago with Mike Ringley in the beginning. So did Amad. And I uh, then I left, and then I came back uh, is, from Thursday Which one's to the psychic? And I okay, did a morning Lady show, Horse the psychic? and then I moved into uh, late with a mad tonight show because I mad worked all day. So mad met me on the general manager meeting when I came back, but uh, I was with Mike when we set all this stuff up years ago in Kentucky and Lebanon. And uh, I was in Beaver Dam and we were both musicians. And then uh, he was, I knew him as a bass player and I have pictures of him back when I was marketing him for musicians in uh, Kentucky and Tennessee. And then a man about him. Yeah. Oh, really? Remember? Yeah, didn't you hear me do Bluegrass Train? Here, I'll close out with it. All right, right. no, no, I, no, that's a cool song, yeah. Remember that? Here, I'll play that song. But yeah, he was a oh. musician with me. TJ. Back in the day. You gonna, the end of the show? Well, I'm fixing to as soon as you stop talking, we're going to get off. I'm going to play the bluegrass train. Because well, I I got to run to the post office really fast. Uh, all right. All right. Well, I'm sorry all this happened, but it happened right now with you on the show for Ace Club, ACO Club. I'm at, uh, it just happens to be the general manager with me for American Communication Online. But uh, I market for him like I used to Mike Ringley, but I'm not doing it for Lady Horse because she's very rude. So I quit. All right, love and light. Sorry, Liz, but I won't be able to help Mike anymore of the Mike Ringley estate. Apologize. My choice. They're really illegally and legally inconsiderate and uh, not intelligent. So Revolution Radio will just have to make it with whatever they're doing on whatever they're doing. So Freedom Slips and Revolution.Radio won't have my support anymore. All right, Tommy, we won't write about that stuff anymore. We'll just keep Ace Folk Life and ACO Club over here, okay? With Bruce, all right, Dr. Bruce Cornette, all right, and uh, maybe Dr. Lesson with Janet Carroll Lesson, and uh, Jan Aldrich for UFO Association. Okay, folks, things change in 2020, so I'm no longer with Revolution Radio. A Mad Painter and Janet can stay over there, but I'm just I just quit today. So it's January 29th, and uh, they fired Tommy, and uh, Lady Horse says she's the sole proprietor. And I beg the difference. Well, you quit. I know there's two stories. There's Mike's or a mad no, story quit. and your story. Quit. You quit? Okay, well, I just oh, no. quit. No, doesn't know. I quit. Right, exactly. All right, well, I just quit because a mad painter's fighting with Lady Horse, and he's telling me it's none of my business, and she's saying you'll never run anything over here ever. And I'm like, I don't need to. I've got my own stuff. So. 
they don't get that. They can look at how many books I've got and how many radio shows in my own archives. Let me see their archives. They can't find their archives. So, you know, Tina Marie can have hers, her people, and a mad uh, or Lady Horse can have theirs. But a mad painter, until he tells me, he's over here with me with ACO and American Communication Online. So Willow Andreessen, I don't think she knows what's going on legally. She may. But anyway, as far as the listeners go, that's on the listeners. But I just quit because I can't handle They can delete me out of their little chat room because there's 66 people in there. And the ones that are managed it, Michael Bupp, Mitchell Bupp, and um, – Virginia, and they moved the server. You don't even need a hardcore server, but they don't. Anyway, let them worry about their radio shows live or podcasting. That's on them. Folks, I'm sorry. Mike Ringley died. Uh, my show I did, uh, Ahmed and I talked about Mike Ringley's health. And I love Ahmed Painter, which is Thomas R. Becker, as far as a human and sweet soul, and Willa Andreessen. And Lady Horse, I'm sorry, but. Would you think you're sole proprietress and you're taking the money in and you think that's none of our business, then I don't need to work with you because I'm not going to work with somebody that says it's none of my business as a radio host. I beg to differ legally, and anybody else that's a radio host better act like they know what's going on legally and who they're working for because that's where Homeland Security, National Security, and the FCC and all these domains people are buying go. So, you know, figure it out. All right, Tommy. Love and light, dear. Be, Love and light. Be smart about the clubs you get in. Tommy, you're going to have to help yep. me educate people legally about what's what in radio, land, domain, podcasting, live, etc. Because people aren't telling people when they come on the shows. So that's why Mad did this disclaimer for me. And you know that's a Mad voice, right? You know that's a Mad painter, right? Hey. Yeah. So as far exactly. as I know, he's 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 a freelance contractor. He's been in Ascension Center organization since 2012 with us. He started, uh, he put it on his Facebook, folks, and he is a busy, busy person painting, and he doesn't have time to do a lot of uh, content providing. And he's trying to provide structure for uh, Mike's estate, which is Liz uh, Ringley. And I'm and more power to him. I've never talked to the woman. I only talked to Mike and dealt with Mike. And uh, I haven't had to deal with anybody else over there. So I think you and Tommy, you and I dealt with Willow in the beginning, and uh, then a mad painter, which I really like. And I like Willow. She's always been nice. But everybody, good luck to you on Revolution Radio. I'm no longer there. So just find TJ Morris, ET Radio, American Communications Online, and then you can find the brand on uh, Spreaker, Stitcher, iHeart, all the big ones. And uh, we'll do the best we can to uh, work with Spreaker, Stitcher, iHeart, uh, iTunes, and gosh, we're on Podbean and podcasting all over. So, Tommy, I'll keep marketing, and if you want to, you can come over here. And uh, thanks, Tommy. I appreciate it, okay? All right. Good night, everybody. Good night, darling. Bye-bye. All right. Folks, I'm going to play Bluegrass Train, which I started years and years ago, and I'm sorry I had trouble in the beginning, and we get great reception over here. I've got to talk to them about their direct and Skype, but uh, anyway, uh, Skype has increased immensely, and Skype is owned by Microsoft, and Google and YouTube is owned by Google, so most everybody's using Microsoft and Google, and they're not reading their legal 
description in the internet, okay, and how people fool people with their names, which are not their names. That's why I have Thomas Anthony Sinisi, and his pen name and his radio name is Tommy Hawksblood. But legally, I know who he is, and he is in my Patreon account as a supporter. And I'm urging all the radio hosts to use Patreon or some way to build their own community if they so desire. Or they can come on mine, but I will know who you are. I will not present people. I do not know who they are. So they've got to be in my author's club or a speaker at an event. But I am doing a professional association. And I am going to keep people from being bumfoozled or from getting hurt legally. So that's what I'm about is being real. So if you want to be an ACO reporter in our Society of Professional Journalists, American Communications Online, give me a call. I'll be happy to talk to you because people are getting social media, free social media that everybody can do, and free putting their stuff content on YouTube, which everybody can do, and free going on other people's podcasts that everybody can do mixed up with what is content providers and who owns that content. But I don't need to own content on anybody else's websites, okay? So that's what that's about. And my content's in my own books. So I just quit Revolution.Radio. It's a historical event. And uh, I'll keep doing books with people that want to do books and uh, help people if they want me to write for them because they don't have time to do virtual assistant. But uh, I got started with very professional groups, okay? Country Music Association, which is CMA, International Bluegrass Music Association, which is IBMA, uh, Broadcast Music Incorporated, which is BMI, and an ACO Association and ACE Folklife Society. And we've started Allied Command Org, a department of American Communications Online, and Ahmad chose and asked and presented an e-book and a book we can do every other month. But I don't want to have anything to do with those people over there because there's too many people that are doing it free that don't understand business and they don't understand their position and collecting money from the public and how you can't fool people that way. They think just because they're going to own a server or present radio shows to the public, there's a lot more to that. And you have to know who's providing the content, but also who is going to obtain the content. Who are the copywriters? It's like when a person takes a photo in a public place and it's known that way, that's fine. But whoever owns the camera owns the content inside, okay? Well, people in radio want to know who owns the radio stations, and that's why we have professionalism and professional companies and businesses, okay? And if they're an independent sole proprietor, like Lady Horse just said uh, in a Skype internet conversation with me and others, then she should be sole proprietor and not fool herself. So and Revolution.Radio and Freedomslips.com are domain names purchased, and they should not be fooling people into giving them money on their domain names when they don't. people don't know who they're giving the money to. So sorry about that, but that's just legal, and that's just being intelligent. And I'm going to protect my consumers and my friends 
and my ACO club in my American Communications online. And I would love to be, I was going to be their agent, but apparently Lady Horse doesn't understand that she is not a sole proprietor. She may want to form a business account for herself and take in the money for other companies like I do as an agent of service. But I would prefer to have people join my club and they can come and be in sharing content, but I'm personally owning the archives, and that's probably what most big companies do. Once it's live, who owns the copies? It's just the same fight we've been fighting uh, with Broadcast Music Incorporated, BMI, from the beginning as songwriters, okay? So understand who owns the copyright and the royalties. And if you don't, then don't get involved. But please, try to, try to think legally, especially in cyberspace and the Internet. And I'm all for security and knowing who's who, and that's what I'm going to try to build. So love and light, everybody, and uh, I will be back doing radio shows right here on Blog Talk Radio with TJ T Radio on American Communications Online and all the affiliates and all the places that carry me. I thank you, everybody, and you can find us at every place that you have a place to find your podcast that's well-known, like my books on Barnes & Noble, Amazon, or Lulu. All right, love and light, folks. Say the bluegrass trains are coming from Beaverdale down to Alabama. Bluegrass trains are coming. Bluegrass trains are coming. Long, long train running. It's a From the old 